0: It's more than just your output, more than-
1: Welcome to the cliff Out Podcast, episode 328. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello.
2: Hi. I wonder if the YouTube viewers, both of them.
1: Uh, <laughs> Hi, two of you. If, if
2: every week they're like, what's Tom looking at at the start of the episode? Because every episode I'm like. Well,
1: are you going to share what it is you're looking at? No, <laughs> Okay.
2: No, I'm kidding. I There's a a clock that we start, believe it or not, to see, keep track on how long these are. Not that it
1: <laughs> does a damn bit of good. You no,
2: know, you'd be surprised. It doesn't feel like it does any good, but when we didn't have a clock, it, it was, was even, even worse. Even longer. <laughs> so, but, uh, and I'm up there making sure that when I hit the button with the remote, it It, it actually turns sometimes on. sometimes when I don't, it doesn't start, and I think it does, but
1: and just for fun, sometimes it turns on the television in the room.
2: Yeah, for no reason what not every time. No,
1: no, just sometimes. Just
2: sometimes.
1: And then sometimes when we want it to turn off the television, it doesn't.
2: Yes. Also for fun. Yes. Very frustrating. <laughs> and it's another little inside baseball thing for people that probably don't care at all. <laughs> we have movie posters all the, through the room because a million years ago, Real Spoilers was the only podcast. So it's decorated for that. And which is why I have Avan Costello and the Muppets and the March brothers behind me. Also because they're great.
1: They are great. Um, well, the Muppets.
2: But I, sometimes I'll watch the clock in reverse in the poster across from me. Yeah, I can see the reflection. But sometimes one of the mic stands is blocking it, and I can't can't see it. So anyway, there's all that. Isn't that riveting? <laughs> Isn't that riveting? They were like fast forward, yes. fast forward. I know. Do you have a Patreon with uh, none of the, your bullshit
1: version of it? Sorry, nope, get all bullshit all It'd the be time.
2: Three minutes long, so. That's one way to not need that clock (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I guess Speaking of our bullshit We've got a book club starting.
1: (laughs) We do. Dude, I'm really excited about this because there are so many books. Now, listen, if you're if you're already like rolling your eyes, it is not going to be all instructors. I'm not saying we're not going to read the instructor. Oh, for sure.
2: We'll get to them at some point. We will. Yeah.
1: But we are not making this all about instructors because here's the deal. Long before instructors started writing books. We had amazing people in the community that were authors as well. Lots
2: of authors in the community. So
1: we thought we would do something nobody else is doing. And that is taking all kinds of authors in the Peloton community and featuring their books. So sometimes it'll be fiction. Sometimes it'll be nonfiction. Sometimes it'll be about workouts. Sometimes it won't. Yeah. The very first book is Sweating Together by past guest, David Miller. I'm super excited about this. We're going to have our very first club meeting on October 10th at 7 p.m. Central. And uh, we've already started, you know, so if you you it's not too late. It's not too late. You You can still join.
2: Still have time to read the book.
1: And we've also made it super easy. So. What we're going to do is we're going to open it up to all Patreon members, regardless of what level. So there's a free level, there's a $5 level, and there's a $10 level. The book club will be open to all levels. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash the clip out and click join community that gets you in you will then find out all of the things and uh, each week on tuesdays we will be posting here's what you need to do to stay on track and we will also pose a question to be thinking about for our our book club this particular club david is joining us how exciting is that
2: we won't always have the authors my guess is whenever you get around to XOXO. We probably won't have Cody Rigsby as part of the book club.
1: Pretty sure we won't. Call me crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's really funny how like we can get an Ellen Hildebrand, but we can't get a Cody.
2: (laughs) You know, it's how it is sometimes. It (laughs) It is. So uh, it's funny. I mean, it's ironic. (laughs) Or uh, as it it is this week, we'll get Chris Hansen.
1: Yeah, we got Chris Hansen. You know, the Chris Hansen.
2: Yes. Have a seat. That Chris Hansen. Have a seat and a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I'm a, You just ruined your life.
1: Yeah, like I, I. This was this was a very fascinating yes. interview. We talk Peloton. We
2: talk Peloton, but we also talk about. For in case you're not familiar with Chris Hansen, he hosted before Dateline did nothing but murders. <laughs> they did a, a series called "To Catch a Predator," where Chris Hansen would uh, catch a predator. Catch. Sexual predators and and they would come to a location uh, ostensibly to uh, engage sexually with a minor and then surprise it's Chris Hansen. And so, by the way. That's where I was going okay we do talk about things like that so if, if if that sort of stuff upsets you either skip it or make sure you're in the right headspace before you listen because yeah, we don't want I don't getting... feel like it gets graphic no. but it certainly is a topic that gets addressed because we talk about to catch a predator and and what he's doing now because he still is doing programming like this just no longer with Dateline we'll talk about where you can find all that so but super excited he was very nice and so nice uh, so so and uh to our own Horn a little bit. He reached out to us. He did. Which was very exciting. He was like,
1: I would like to talk to you. Yeah,
2: He's like, I love my Peloton and you talk about Peloton and I would like to talk about my Peloton with you. We were like, yes, please. (laughs) So um, so anyway, a a fascinating chat with Chris Hansen coming up in the back half of this episode. But before we get to all that, what pray tell do you have in store for people?
1: Okay, so we're going to talk about Peloton Berlin that is coming up. I can't believe it is coming up so quickly. This year is going by so fast. Uh, we're also going to talk about Peloton and eBay, Latin and Hispanic Heritage Month, all kinds of updates coming. And we have a bunch of updates for instructors in the news. Uh, we also have a bunch of things that are not included because the list was too long. So if you want to find out what all that is, oh. that's another good reason to join uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip that you will want the $10 tier. So you can find all of the things that were clipped from this episode.
2: Did you just? Horn in on my shameless plug.
1: I think I did. I'm so sorry. Is that what happened? I took over. Is that what happened? Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. Goodness. Goodness. You don't even need me anymore. That's not true. I'm leaving.
1: Oh, so, oh my shame, God. shameless <laughs> plugs.
2: Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts. It's podcast. my bad dream
1: all over again. <laughs>
2: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartTune, and wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always super helpful. Greatly appreciated. You can find us Oh, Uh, there was a new review this week. There was, but I'm not logged into Apple, and I can't go look at it, and so we will read that for people next week. I will say this about Apple. Whenever I enter my password, it tells me it's wrong. No matter what. Until I change the password, and then it lets me in, and then when I get logged out and I enter that password, it tells me it's wrong. Like-
1: this has been ongoing for
2: years for Apple is the worst I do not understand people's love of it It like
1: I'm gonna be honest Tom I got none of those issues like
2: every time I log back into Apple it tells me that my password is incorrect so I'm like it can't always be incorrect and then when and then it says the password you just entered is incorrect and then I'll and and then I'll do set up a new password and I'll use the password I just entered and it says well you can't use that that was your last
1: password <laughs> Tom loves technology. Yes, when it works. <laughs> like the kids. I love
2: it when they work. So uh, where is that? Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash The out. You can find us there while you're there. Like the page, join the group. You can also find us on Patreon. I won't go through that again because. <laughs> and then you can also uh, sign up for the newsletter at TheClipout.com. And you can watch these on YouTube at YouTube.com slash The out. And boy, we got our. Uh, Vanity URL just in time Because uh, now YouTube does a thing where you have to put At in front of your name so it's Like
1: Oh, I thought that was only for like If you were talking to a person
2: no like Real spoilers has to be YouTube.com Slash at real spoilers Ew yeah it's really dumb So anyway you can watch these on YouTube and you can watch me look at the clock for no reason. Well, not for no reason, but as far as you knew until I said that, for no reason. Anyway, there's all that. Let's dig in. Shall we? Yes, we shall.
1: <laughs> we shall. I don't know.
2: No, I'm saying yes, we shall. Because I said it again. No, if you do shameless plugs, I'm doing yes, we shall. I did a
1: plug. Ah, that's enough. <laughs>
3: Peloton in the news.
2: Peloton on Tour rolls into Berlin and we've got the deets.
1: We do. So all of the German instructors will be there with the exception of Mela. Uh, because Mela is pregnant and she is not able to travel yeah. during that time. She's
2: pulling out that card.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean <laughs> when the card needs to be pulled, you you, you use it.
2: Old I'm creating another human being <laughs> and I can't be bothered. <laughs> I see how it is.
1: But the the truly interesting part is that this is the largest tour stop there has been yeah. thus far. And uh, there will only be one more stop after this. Can you believe? It feels like forever ago we started talking about this. And there were five stops, and it seemed like it was going to take forever to go through them. And they've just been zing, zing, zing. Here we go. So Chicago's coming up on October eighth, and then right behind it will be Berlin on yes. October twentieth. So two in one month. It's going to feel very quick.
2: It we, Do do you think that the stop will take your breath away?
1: Yeah. <laughs> When, your puns will when people
2: <laughs> i just want to let you know when people on the internet complain about your laugh it's because of jokes like that
1: but the <laughs> they <I, laughs>
2: they they're, i don't think they're really complaining about their laugh i think they're like That dude's not funny. Okay, well. (laughs) But I know it's not funny. That's what makes it funny. That's what makes it funny. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Uh, Well, I want you to scroll down because I want to talk about a couple of different things that they did for this particular stop. This particular stop, there's going to be only two days worth of events. Every other one has been three.
2: Well, that's because of the metric system
1: oh okay that's what that is there you go Yeah. also leaderboard events have been towards the end for the other stops mm-hmm. this this particular one it's on Friday October 20th the leaderboard a party awards start at 6 p.m. local time right and then uh, on Saturday the day is packed it starts at 10 30 a.m. there's Outdoor walking, 10-minute 10, cla- ten minute core, right into a yin yoga class, right into a body weight class. Uh, then there's a panel entitled, titled, not entitled, titled, <laughs> Motivation and Mindset, What You Need to Fully Develop Your Potential. Then they have a placeholder saying other events will be added. And at 5.30, there is a trainer Q&A, How Peloton Can Change Lives. Then at 7 p.m., there is a quote-unquote evening event event. Mm. Um, Tickets are going on sale on September 21st, 4 p.m. Berlin time, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, obviously, by the time you hear this, they will already be on sale.
2: And gone. Yes. Presumably. Presumably. I mean, I don't it's know. It's a
1: little different. It's Berlin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, totally. We
2: don't know, like, if what the level of passion is in Germany quite yet because they're it's still very growing, very young. Right. At a different yeah. point in the life cycle over there than they are in the States.
1: Well, another thing that's different is there's there's they're not having it at a showroom there i wrote showroom but it's not it's the private roof club is where it is uh-huh. um and so that will be the main hub for all the events uh so this will be very interesting to see how this goes and how many tickets end up being available because we don't know what instructors are teaching what classes yet right uh and we don't know any of the like what the stuff that's going to be added so um yeah to buy tickets for each event just like all the others i'm curious about this one
2: Absolutely. And It'd be interesting to see if it's any window into what the London one might look like. Yeah. Since they're both in other countries and the metric system could affect them.
1: <laughs> it could. <Yes>. It could.
2: <laughs> Peloton's refurbished program has been expanded to now include the original bike and not just bike plus for eBay purchases.
1: Yeah, which I always just thought was backwards, like that they started with yeah, the bike plus. That's why I looked at the, you funny. <laughs> yeah, like I'm
2: like that's what I read in the article. No, <laughs> and, just, and you were right. It's and just it's my our brain. article, so it should be right. <laughs> it from somewhere else.
1: My brain just took a second to catch up with that. But no, no, you're absolutely that. You're absolutely correct. I just thought it was really. I'm weird. sorry,
2: my headphones cut out. Could yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Could you you hear it enough. Did you say that again? No. I missed the last thing. No, because you, you talked over no, me when I was trying. All the time, I. uh. It was the right before. Was that a
1: comment about my nose?
2: No. <laughs> I hope I'm not hearing it. Gross.
1: <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Backing
2: up, just starting over.
1: <laughs> it's
2: been expanded to include the original bike, not just the bike plus.
1: Correct. Who's correct? The person who wrote the article, which was Nikki. Thanks, Helper B, Nikki.
2: <laughs> Damn you, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Go on.
1: Uh, so there's new price point as well, and I can't see it. So
2: it's eleven ninety five.
1: I thought that was the old one. It's
2: eleven forty five. There you go.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So the, the uh, bike plus is nineteen ninety five refurbished, yes. and the regular version one bike is going to be eleven forty five. That is the correct price.
2: So if you're trying to sell a bike, it just got harder.
1: Yep, that so, is true. Yeah. And you also still get a one-year warranty. I think that's a good thing to remember.
2: Absolutely. And and you know that there's no. you know, we saw some, we. I don't think we did a full story about this, but we saw someone on the OPP oh. last week saying that they bought a bike on the secondary market and then they got home and tr- attempted to log into it only to find out that it was a rented bike. And, and
1: they stopped paying their and rental they contract stopped
2: paying it and peloton was like yeah no and, and like they bricked it and they bricked it and so like they just threw they basically got scammed through no fault to peloton's but they got scammed and so you know that is something if you're considering buying a used bike you know, that's something that we hadn't really encountered yet or even thought of. So that is... That's an- another
1: thing to be checking. An-
2: another thing to keep in mind. Or if you're debating, do I go to Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or what have you? You better
1: plug it in and make sure you can get all the way to the internet. Because For
2: sure. That
1: is not something you don't want to pay $1,100 or 1200 or even seven. You don't want to pay any money. Right. And find out you can't use it.
2: Absolutely. So... <laughs> In case you don't have enough to worry about, there's a new thing for you, our gift to you. Good luck. Peloton has kicked off Latin and Hispanic Heritage Month, and for people that are rapidly checking their calendars just a reminder that this is the one that doesn't run. It's not like September. It starts in the middle of September and runs to the middle of October.
1: Yeah, they want to celebrate. There's there's several countries and they're celebrating their uh, independence and so it it runs through that month, that time frame. So that's pretty cool. I love these every month or every year rather uh, seeing all of the different disciplines that have new classes. And we've got latin rose this will be our first year adding rowing to latin heritage month and uh then broadway yoga with ross i'm really curious what so do you like i'm just curious what kind of classes will what kind of hits will be enjoyed in that one i
2: know like all i can think of is west side story and uh, oh. obviously there's, oh in the heights that's
1: what i was thinking in, in the heights he- that was the one that popped into my yeah. head so yeah that's why I'm, that's why i'm curious for sure um and then there was going to be a latin housewalk with john husking a celebration ride with hannah corbin uh high intensity cardio class with selena samuela and a latin ride with tune day i'm pretty sure i saw something too about uh just king doing something she had on a outfit and she was shimmying with her (laughs) her outfit and she said it was for this month but I didn't see her on the list gotcha
2: Peloton has some updates for the guide
1: Yeah. And uh, they've been kind of happening over the last couple of weeks. So one of the things that is happening is that now you are able to go in and edit your stack and see your stack. Now before you could see that your stack existed, but you couldn't edit it and make changes. You now can. Okay. Also, you are able to go in on your guide and let's say that you did 10, I don't know, 10 bicep curls and then you did 10 overhead presses. Okay. Well, now you can see that you did 20 reps total. So they're Ah. keeping count of your total Total reps. Total reps, not just specific movements. Exactly. Okay. So two nice little changes that they have incorporated in the guide. And speaking of changes that they are making now this is not this is not specific to the guide right but we did bring up um i think it was two weeks ago that android now had the ability to be able to have video previews and mm-hmm. they got that one first right well apple joined the ranks today uh which they probably finally
2: remembered their apple password
1: you know no actually <laughs> in all sincerity I believe it was Nikki that brought up the theory that it was probably going to be released after Apple came out with its newest updates because it was the week of Apple releasing all of their new stuff. Ah,
2: so they were waiting for this, so they didn't have to do it twice. Yeah, because you
1: can't—they hold it. Apple won't let you release things in the middle of their rollout. So I'm pretty sure that's what held it up. I thought that was very smart. Nikki is very smart.
2: I still think they. Didn't their password stop working.
1: That's just that's Tom's that answer. seems a
2: lot more plausible to me, <laughs> based on my own personal experience. <laughs> so Amazon Prime Day, I guess Prime Day it's, 2. It's,
1: well, they call it like Prime Big Sale Day or something. I don't know. They made right. up another day to call it right. Prime Day again. This is all you really need to know.
2: Yeah. More days where they're selling stuff. Unlike all the other days of Amazon. It's coming up October 10 and 11. It if is reserves. And. Is. Uh, Peloton will once again be a part of it.
1: Yep. We don't have all the details on what those sales will be, but we do know it will be on sale. So
2: I think for the foreseeable future, Peloton will will always be a part of it in some capacity.
1: Yep. I agree.
2: If nothing else for the clicks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right.
2: So uh, Bradley Rose gave us a behind the scenes peek at the under construction Peloton Studios London.
1: Yes. Yes, he sure did.
2: And w- we wrote an article about it, courtesy of Helper B Nikki.
1: I tell you what, Nikki is just She's always... She's a machine. She is a machine. She's
2: Helper Machine Nikki. Yeah. She's been promoted from <laughs> B to Robot B. She's a Ro <laughs> Helper Ro B
3: <laughs> Nikki. <laughs>
1: Yes, and uh, there's a whole video that Peloton Studios also shared, and I don't know if you're going to play the video, but he goes in and and he's showing like the outside of the renovation area, and then uh, he goes inside to show you a sneak peek. So they make him wear a hard hat, but not sleeves. I question... I think he just knows he's cute. The safety. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he just knows he's cute. Uh, so, the, yeah, see, like, he's he's literally showing off somebody's calves.
2: Yeah, he should. I don't know what he has in his pocket. At least I think there's something in his pocket. <laughs> or he's really happy about this construction they got going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, what's going on there? <laughs> you know what it is? Because it's PSL. Yeah. It's metric system.
1: Ooh, look at all the pretty new lights in there. There's going to be a yeah. whole new light set up.
2: Trying to change topics.
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Work those little legs. <laughs> yeah, so
2: uh, if you want to see that video, it, I'm sure it's on the gram. That can be hard to track down. You can also go find a, a link to it on our website and just the article that uh, Nikki wrote about PSL. So.
1: Yeah, I I just want to say that, you know, we we do... We do think that uh, Ben is going to be the newest rowing instructor, but I, I understand there are two rowers in that room. Yeah. So might be another rowing instructor coming soon. We shall see. Mm-hmm. And coming up after this,
2: there is an instructor taking a medical leave of absence. Stick around. We will tell you who that is next. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping.
1: Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO. so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go
2: to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout.
1: That's TCO at H E R O C O.
3: Instructors
1: in the news.
2: Marcel Dinkins announced this week that she is taking a break from Peloton to have surgery
1: yeah and it appears to be related to an injury that she did not go into any detail about uh at least on her instagram not saying she hasn't since then and uh she's going to have she's been prehabbing this week then she has the surgery and then she'll be rehabbing after the surgery so it'll be a little bit of time off but as always whatever they need to do to take care of themselves that's what they do i
2: mean you've got to right like you're i mean i guess in some ways All of our jobs, our body is what we're selling people, right? Whether there's lifting or your brain power or what have you. But I feel like in an instructor's capacity, it's obviously a physically demanding job. And if you have an injury, you got to get that taken care of so you can keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So we wish her all the best. We do. Leanne Hainsby was interviewed for Women's Health magazine, and she's going to be on the cover of Women's Health. She
1: was already. She was on the cover. That was what Ben posted the other day. Ah. What I feel like was a little bit different um, about this week's post is that, yes, she was in Women's Health magazine. That was exciting. But she also also posted kind of a behind-the-scenes reel. And uh, this week, she also posted a second thing saying that, like, you know, even though she had breast cancer, the breast cancer is gone. The journey is not over. Right. Uh, it's not like you just like do a thing and then you're done. Yeah. And I think that's that's helpful for people to remember both those going through it and those supporting people going through it. I think that it's it's important to remember it's not just one and done. You know, it's
2: a whole for, thing for sure. I'm I, I you know, I'm I'm sure l- luckily, knock wood, we have not had to deal with anything like that like that but i know from like you're correct there's a lot of after effects of that just like from a trauma standpoint that i'm sure that she's contending with
1: absolutely just it's kind
2: of a reminder of your own mortality that i'm sure is a head f
1: absolutely especially given that both her and ben have they, they plan to get married and then he's had cancer. She's had cancer. You know, it's it's kind of put everything on the back burner as it should. You yeah. know, I mean, you got to focus on your health first. And but yeah, of course, it's going to mess with your head. Absolutely.
2: Some good news for the Canadians since on tour didn't go up north. You're going to get to see a couple instructors. Emma Lovewell and Aditi Shaw are both. Heading to Canada.
1: Yeah, they're going to be there on. Wait,
2: there's not a draft, is there?
1: No, they're they're not fleeing to not Canada. That I, not, okay. not yet. We're okay. we're still only <laughs> in 2023. Yeah, give it time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yes, uh, Emma and Aditi are going to be in. Edmonton and Calgary on September 22nd and September 23rd Uh, and that looks like that's going to be a lot of fun visiting the showrooms and we have some some clip out folks that are going to be there uh, Trish Lalonde specifically so we will get to hear more about that as well
2: and speaking of meeting instructors you can also meet a couple in the Dallas Plano X area
1: yeah Jess sims and dennis morton are also going to be in dallas and it's a let's talk event i just think it's interesting how they have like themes for each one of these they're not just across the board the same right uh so yeah you can hang out with jess and dennis also interesting pairing i don't know yeah you just don't see a lot of jess and dennis there's nothing wrong with it i'm not like like that's bad in any way it's just you see a lot of Dennis and Matt. You see a lot right. of Dennis and other people. I yeah. don't know that I've ever seen Jess and Dennis. it's
2: fun. yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I don't feel like Dennis has done a ton of these.
1: He hasn't. yeah so. I, and and part of that's just the timing right. of like when he got hired, I think that, There was a time frame where, you know, he was one of the newer instructors and they were sending out the more seasoned instructors. And then about the time that it would have been like, oh, we need to start sending you out to all this stuff. COVID COVID hit. hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So do you
2: think we can read anything into the fact that they're going to Plano, Texas, since there are corporate offices in Plano, Texas? Right. Aren't there?
1: There are. And okay. I don't know. I don't know whether you can read anything into that because when I look at like where our listeners are, there are big chunks in places like Atlanta and New York, New York LA, LA, Chicago, and Dallas, Fort Worth area. It's so, all employees. Maybe <laughs> it is. Uh, that's hilarious. But, but in all sincerity, if, if that's where Peloton is the most like... That's that's a hot spot for Peloton. Right. That would make sense that you would send people there. So I, I have no idea. That's cool.
2: I just didn't know like... I don't know even know what they do in Plano, Texas. So I was... I think
1: it's all offices. Like that's where... I know at one time that was customer service. Uh, and recently when we talked to we interviewed somebody they said that they were going to be like re-establishing unification of like having all of the customer service people in one location under the new the new individual heading up the customer service uh-huh. so i think that is there and uh-huh. i don't know if that has anything to do with just sims well times
2: are tight maybe they're just teaching them some other skills they got to <laughs> multitask
1: they're going to send them in there the instructors
2: to... are going to start can actually you just if... taking the orders
1: can you imagine if you <laughs> called in to complain and Dennis Morton answered the phone
2: can you imagine it'd be really embarrassing if you were calling in to complain about Dennis Morton
1: wouldn't it which is I why i think the
2: resistance was too high on that last class
1: with <laughs> Dennis Morton
2: and he's like well, this is Dennis Morton.
1: And then he would be like, so, so yeah. What do, you, what
2: do you think about that? He
1: would, You know what he would say? Because he is such a, a class act. He would be like, well, you know what? If it was too much for you, remember, it's your ride. And you can change it <laughs> however you would like to. That's what he would say. Yeah.
2: That sounds about right. Yeah. Jess King is hosting an apparel event. So that all sorts of opportunities to meet instructors at various places although this one's in new york and you get lots of chances there so maybe also this the real really news
1: the real news is this is probably the britney allen event like that's gotcha. that's the real news here okay like, yeah 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 just king but you buried the lead <laughs> and 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 the reason that's cool in my opinion is because really it was just king that brought britney allen to peloton so it makes
2: sense that they would have her host. absolutely
1: right Uh, and we don't know that that's what this is but we think that's what this is because it's an apparel event we know that i mean we know they're teasing a britney allen collaboration so it just feels like this is it so that's coming up on the 29th so i think that we can assume if it is the britney allen event it is Very soon. So I hope you are saving your credits, your money, because you're going to need to get whatever that is. Is
2: that for listeners or you like? Yes. Is that self-talk? That
1: was me focusing (laughs) like, okay, we get back on the 30th.
2: You'll be sitting in the American Airlines lounge Mm -hmm. getting on the Mm Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. Hannah Corbin announced this week that she is going to start auditioning for Broadway roles again.
1: I think I Sam Samyo inspired her. I think so, too. Yeah. So, I guess she's already done some auditions, including for Six. Yeah. Um, so, we will, st- I'm sure, see Hannah Corbin very soon on Broadway.
2: So, Six is the uh, new uh, Blos- Blossom-inspired musical, right? <laughs> no. No? It's...
1: I don't think so.
2: Oh, I thought it was all about Blossom's best friend.
1: No. And no one under the age of forty is going to know what the hell you are talking about. Which
2: I think a lot of our listeners, a lot of our listeners group watching Blossom. If they knew who Andrea Barber was, they know who Blossom was.
1: I agree with that. So
2: you hush it over there. Okay. <laughs> I think that was a deep cut. I think <laughs> listeners will rally around me in support of Blossom. That's what I think.
1: I can't wait to see if you are correct.
2: We will get lots of <laughs> lots of messages that just say, whoa <laughs> So, apparently, Peloton oh. has a parenting panel. Well, now they do.
1: I mean, they're gonna. They're going
2: Okay. And uh, Beck Gentry's on it. Yeah.
1: I, mean, I wasn't even trying
2: to make a pun by saying apparently.
1: I, I was definitely going to tease you about that yeah, pun. That was accidental. That was I'm such,
2: I'm such a comedy genius. Sometimes I'm just like making jokes. I don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm in the zone. <laughs> but uh, a well, parenting panel. Yeah. Okay. I'm be interested to see what that's about. I mean, well, it's about parents, but specifically. So
1: I thought that a while back there was something and I I feel like it was like they did a thing and somebody got upset because they didn't have some of the moms that are like moms of kids who are older they only had moms of kids who are like little little ah. and and so i don't remember if this is like an extension of that like the panel wasn't just like a one-time thing right this is going to continue or if this is something different i don't know if it's related or not
2: gotcha well we'll have to keep an eye out for that absolutely hey in case you are curious uh cody rigsby cares about your orgasms
1: I mean, I really don't think that he does, but I will give According to this
2: article. He does.
1: I will give uh, interview magazine uh, a nod, a hat, tip, a hat
2: tip to the clickbait. Yes. I mean, it's a real interview and a real article. So it, yeah. in that sense, it's not clickbait. But that headline, I have no doubt is it's, driving the clicks. You put Cody Rigsby and orgasm. It in says the same most headline.
1: read and it's number one right there. Yes. Yeah.
2: So he beat for out you interview magazine, he beat out Madonna biographer, Mary Gabriel and Mel Ottenberg go deep on the queen of pop, which is another way to take care of your orgasms Going deep and just well, for some just well, everybody's it's, different. It's one way. And in a way, this, I guess, kind of ties back into the parenting panel <laughs> for the boys, at least <laughs> not necessarily oh. for the ladies. But oh my word, just saying. Yeah. Well, Look, you put this on the list. This is what you wanted me to do.
1: Well, (laughs) uh, you might have taken it a little further. Oh, no,
2: I haven't. I assure you.
1: (laughs) This is you holding back. This is
2: me holding back. I can tell by
1: your eyebrows. They are up
2: real high. I'm thinking about baseball at this very moment. (laughs) That's what I'm doing.
1: Well, I mean, according to Cody, he doesn't want you to hold back.
2: (laughs) Okay. I think he does because you gotta a hold, little. Back. You hold, hold back. You back. gotta hold back because they're you know, in a perfect world you want both parties or all three parties, depending on what you're in.
1: However, many, well, however many
2: parties are involved, like <laughs> you would hopefully they're all reaching that point.
1: Yeah. So together <laughs> or sequentially. What whatever.
2: Whatever <laughs> whatever your thing is. Oh, this is So what we're saying,
1: this is getting worse by the moment
2: or is it getting better?
1: (laughs) It's getting more awkward.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jermaine Johnson and Susie Chan are celebrating two years with Peloton.
1: Yeah, they started on the same day, September 15th. Uh, Huge congrats to both. Love them both. Enjoy taking their classes so much and uh, really glad they are part of Peloton.
2: I'm just toggling back and forth on the tabs to see if it would irritate you and make you yell at me. Well. Only the YouTube people are getting the full effect of this, but <laughs> I was just I'm like, because you were an article about both. And so rather than doing them one at a time.
1: This falls under, don't bring attention to it and you'll get bored. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what you should do? Oh, dear. You should join Peloton's parenting panel. <laughs>
1: Well, I have an older child, so I don't count. Oh, is that how that works? Apparently.
2: Okay. Well, anyway, congratulations to Susie Chan and Jeremy, Jermaine Johnson.
1: It's like, who's Jeremy?
2: I don't know. I call him Jeremy. We're tight like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Real close. Are you still really doing this?
2: No, I'm stopping now. Okay. Coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo from MetPro. Uh, We have uh, our next batch of questions for Angelo come almost exclusively from teachers and the first teacher is curious how to get high protein snacks but get them quickly because she's got to eat them in between class or sneak them while the kids are distracted so he And
1: and she can't step away to pee so Also that gotta which deal that, with that just too.
2: makes my heart palpitate I know being blocked from peeing so <laughs> uh anyway we're going to cover all that coming up next Clip out Joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello.
1: Hi. Hello guys.
3: <laughs> so good, good to, see to have you, you all. back
1: it's good to have you here we we have a ton of questions uh we're gonna spread them out over the next few weeks but i i wanted to let you know ahead of time a lot of these are from teachers so uh i'm gonna call this the back to school edition for like i
3: love it i love it It, (laughs) it's all educational
1: yeah that's true it is i see what you did there (laughs) see what i did there (laughs) the first one is from carissa kennedy alvarez she says she's a teacher she's concerned with how she is going to find High-protein snacks that are quick and easy to eat on short breaks. She tracks her protein, and she always feels like she's under. Uh, She feels like she would need to eat two protein shakes a day to hit her goals. I don't know what her goals are. She doesn't say. That's not an option, though, because minimal bathroom breaks during the day. I always hear this from teachers. They can't go to the bathroom.
2: I could never (laughs) be a teacher. You could. you can For a lot of reasons, but... (laughs) But not being able to pee when I want to is
3: high on the list. Plus, there's no telling what you'd find on the board when you got back, Tom. Oh, that's
1: my true. God. That's, no so that's what the, the real
3: I reason they can't take breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real stories of teachers. Yes. So, for
1: so Carissa, I have an answer here. Oh, no. Me Tom.
2: Okay. She's a teacher. Here's what you do. Oh, geez. You, if, if you're, especially if you're an elementary school teacher. You just tell them it's nap time. And while it's nap time, just go through their lunches and just somebody will have something that's protein in there. And then then you find that kid and then you find something he did wrong and then his punishment is you take his lunch?
3: You can't take their lunch. Why it's can't punishment. you take their lunch? It's punishment. I don't know. You can do that, and this is why Tom's not a teacher. One
1: of many, many reasons. You, yeah. no, you, can,
3: you you just can't do drag queen story time. But you can take their lunches. Oh God, no, no! All right, we're taking a left turn. Let's get protein. Carson needs protein. the protein. No, I and I understand the whole liquids thing is not convenient for uh, every occasion for that very reason so you didn't say Cari- uh, carissa is it carissa or it
1: was carissa yeah
3: carissa you didn't say carissa that you're vegetarian or vegan so that being the case that opens up kind of a whole host and what it sounds like you want is quick and easy so it doesn't get much quicker and much easier than jerky you can get turkey jerky. I mean, they they make jerky out of every type of meat. You can get ultra lean jerky, ultra natural. Don't go and get a slim gym. That's not what I'm talking about here, (laughs) but a lean turkey jerky that that isn't a teriyaki, more of like a pepper flavor is going to be just fine. High protein, easy to eat, not messy, quick, no cleanup, and you can eat it on the go, just a bite or two. Another good option, it's gonna be low fat string cheese. You can get really low fat, high protein string cheese, which works really well. Other options that are also fast, but maybe not quite as quick as those options would be something in the dairy category, like a Greek yogurt that's not sweetened with sugar, doesn't have extra sweeteners. So a plain might not be the greatest tasting thing in the world, but it'll be a great choice for protein. And even one step beyond that, a higher protein level per calories consumed would be low-fat cottage cheese. Those are all good options. And sometimes though, Krissa, the easiest option is sometimes the simplest option is sometimes the best option. What I tell a lot of my clients to do is if you're going to eat four ounces, five ounces of protein at lunch, make seven or eight ounces so you have just enough for a couple bites for a snack. Pair that with a piece of fruit. You have a great grab-and-go snack, and it's super easy. And you can still, Chris get those protein shakes. That's great. Just do a protein shake perhaps in the morning or make that before bed uh, to get a little bit of extra protein in. But even a few ounces of, uh, of lean meat will give you quick access to protein. And if you do want some protein that comes from plant-based you always have options like nuts seeds tofu and there are some protein supplements that are vegan based but that's probably not quick and easy for what you're looking for but hopefully something in there crystal will give you will give you an idea of what to do
1: lots of great options
2: yeah or find a kid who likes beef jerky (laughs) Tom's <laughs> still on that yeah, yeah i know oh <laughs> <laughs> well, i just know teachers aren't very well paid right, so and they're you're always just trying to help <laughs> always looking for ways to save a little money always looking out for the so, teacher. I get it. you trick a kid to bring beef jerky you ground that kid boom free beef jerky
1: <laughs> super helpful Tom. yes super helpful that's
2: what i'm here for yeah so if people would like advice like yours because they know where to find me yeah but if they want advice <laughs> like yours if they want to go The
3: safe route.
2: (laughs) Safe route. Yeah. Where can they find you?
3: They can go to metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, guys.
0: Peloton celebrity sightings.
2: Ashton Kutcher has found himself in a bit of controversy over the last week, him and his wife, Mila Kunis, they had written a letter to the court in support of Danny Masterson. And for those of you not following the story, just real quick updates, Danny Masterson had been arrested and tried for rape. He was found guilty. And during the sentencing phase, they were apparently asked if they would write letters To support him, to support him, basically saying that, like, this is the Danny Masterson we knew and they did. And then that came out and people were outraged, in my opinion, rightfully so, especially given that Ashton Kutcher, I mean, he has famously fronted an anti-human trafficking charity for years and they've done a lot of great work from what I can gather. So this was very tone deaf. And we tell you all that because someone wrote an article this week, Radar Online, about how, at this point in time anyway, all the Ashton Kutcher uh, Our Future Selves classes are still available on the Peloton platform.
1: Well, for what it's worth, I think they should remain. I think they should, too, even though
2: I think that that was definitely tone deaf and I don't think you should have done it. Like, I also think that I I don't know if it necessarily rises to the level of career ending. I also think as a culture we and we actually talk about this a little bit with chris hansen coming up let,
1: let me yeah. let me just say my part and yeah. then you can go on your diatribe because i think you interrupted my sentence yeah. there mansplaining <laughs> but all i was going to say was that he resigned Ashton, resigned from our future selves uh, as chairman. And the reason that I think that that these classes should stay is because he resigned and it's still a good organization and it's still doing a lot of good. And Peloton having those classes out there does not change any of that. Yeah. So that's all I was going to say
2: for sure. And I was going to say, I think that this is a problem as a culture we have is that we're all against the things like this in the abstract. But when someone that we know does something like this, it's there's such cognitive dissonance about who they are. Like the I'm sure the Danny Masterson he knew doesn't seem like he'd be that same guy. And that's the problem. Right. The problem. And so it's like the sooner we can start wrapping our head around this and be like, you know, you you need to stop defending, especially at this point in the process. He's been convicted. Right. So at this point in the process, I think, yeah, the right answer was like, you know. Just do what you're going to do. Yeah. To the courts. That's
3: R- right.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Peloton artist collaboration.
2: The latest artist series will spotlight Janet Jackson.
1: Yeah. This one starts next week on the 28th uh, and there's a whole bunch of classes on the list already, but I have a feeling more are going to be added since we're still a week out. So and
2: she's such a huge name. I can't. Huge. You, know, you got to think that she's got so many.
1: So many hits. Yeah. That like they're... There's so much. There's just so much to work with.
2: <laughs> right. For sure.
1: But, you know, when they do write these agreements, they don't say you can use all of it. They say, right. well, I mean, I guess they could say that. But but artist it's artist by artist dependent about how they choose to do
2: that. But you think if you're going to Janet Jackson, you're not signing up to do we're going to do a row class and a meditation and call it a day. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Know.
1: And and we do already know that all the classes that are out there already are across all the disciplines. But this will be a really, really fun one for for people of all. I mean, there's just a lot of great classes in there from like a few generations, like a generation ago. For <laughs> so sure. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff.
3: In case you missed it.
2: It's time for the TCO Top 5 where we compile our – listener suggestions of the best classes of the week so you don't miss the best stuff.
1: That is so true. Thank you to Helper B. Darcy for getting these uh, together. She always takes all the the class listings and puts them in there. The first one is a yoga class and it is called Focus Flow Twist with Anna Greenberg. This is uh, from Caroline Gray. She says that this class took twists up a level from the usual twist moves and felt really good. I usually never repeat a class, but this one will be done again and again by me as it felt so beneficial. Number two. Number two is low impact cardio with Rebecca Kennedy. So lots of us have been excited about the new low intensity interval training is this classes. Gonna, is
2: this the new Litton Hills? Yes. Class?
1: Yes. It's the new Litton Hills. OK. Uh, and we are so glad that Peloton has finally made them an official collection. And past guest Dottie Luperello shared that the new lit classes are so much fun and a throwback to 90s aerobics like the old days. <laughs> Hope they make more. Well, I think they will, Dottie. Uh, then we have a favorite boot camp. This one is a standing core with Rebecca Kennedy. Oh, she's having a good week. And this <laughs> one was submitted by, ironically, Rebecca Allen. Uh, she said that this class felt totally doable, definitely on the easier easier spectrum of hiking boot camps. It had everything Rebecca always provides, great playlist, great instruction, but her intervals on the tread were definitely not punishing and her standing core exercises were easier, not too difficult. However, the next morning, my core was so sore, I felt like I I had engaged it in a way I typically don't with normal core classes. That's always nice to hear. Uh, then there was the favorite Peloton ride. This one was a 45-minute club banger's ride with Alex Toussaint. And uh, this is actually his first appearance on the TCO Top 5. It's uh, only fitting. It's one from his signature series. Uh, Jessica Ann, I love her leaderboard name, Carton O' Milk. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she said the playlist was fire and a bit dirty. It was so much fun. Great vibe. How fun is that? Yeah. And the un- Unstackable. This one comes from uh, Bex Gentry. This is a 60 minute intervals run and uh, this week was suggested by past guest Josh Vernon you know from the Wicked Smot group. Yes. Uh, so
2: Is it cultural appropriation if we say it that way?
1: Well you know Darcy typed it in. Okay. That way and I feel like I need to honor the way she wrote okay. the article.
2: Like how you say Salt and Peppa?
1: Yeah. yeah. It, although I do always struggle with that. Uh, but if you were, this is what Josh has to say. If you were training for a race, this is the class you want to take. Bex was ready for this one after her vacation and she loves coaching. It was also a new 60 minute PR and the fastest 10K badge. No stack in that. Boy, isn't that the truth. <laughs> yeah.
2: There are seven new outdoor classes for people to check out.
1: Yeah, these dropped last week, there was two 45-minute in the mix. There was one from Susie, which was a progression run, one from Bex, which was an endurance run. I've taken both of those already. There was also a 20-minute power walk from Marcel, a 15-minute R&B walk from Jocelyn, uh, and then there was a Kirsten. Ferguson walk and a pop run, 30 minute indie pop run with Mila Wedekind. Just to top it all off, Susie added another one, a 10 minute cool down run. I am loving the outdoor content. I have been running just nonstop outside almost every single day. It's beautiful outside. And for it has been just so long since I have felt good running outside. I feel like I have my my running happy place back and I am. So, so, so excited to say that.
2: Helper B Kelly this week wrote an article about the power of meditation.
1: She did. And let me tell you, she went deep on this. And I mean that in a good way. She covered all of the things that you can get out of meditating, whether it be a physical, mental, or emotional aspect. And uh, she talks about how her life has changed because she's been taking it. And I thought that that was really cool. So, this is a great article. If you haven't had a chance to read it, I highly recommend that you do.
2: And perhaps an even more important article, maybe the most important article that we could have on our on our site was also written by uh, by Kelly. And it's how to stop the stank (laughs) is what the headline should have been. But uh, (laughs) keeping your clothes smelling fresh because you work out in them, they're going to get stinky.
1: They are going to get funky. Yes. That's actually internally what we called the article, the funky clothes article. (laughs) 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 Uh, But Kelly talks about all the things that you need to know of obvious things like, Investing in quality gear, but also something that may not be obvious to everyone. Skipping the fabric softeners, Uh, you would think I would not think that. Yeah, and it's not good to do that. You also want to keep your workout clothes completely separate from everything else, and I always do. Uh, And don't be afraid to try a little vinegar in. That was a new one for me. Well, you know
2: that makes sense because remember when we had our. Our counters like recoded, so they didn't look quite yes. so much like for mica counters, and it smelled so bad, like that chemical so smell bad. was just permeating the house. And how we got rid of it is, I put out two little tiny bowls of vinegar. You're right. And within 24 hours, I it knocked down probably. 80 to 90 percent of the smell you could still kind of smell but it was before it was just it hurt to sniff
1: yeah no you're so right that's a good that's a good thing to remember yeah and and another tip is to make sure that you ditch the dryer um don't just hang dry your workout clothes uh they're gonna last longer too so uh, and at these
2: prices right you want them to last longer yeah. and you don't want to smell like a turd took a y- you don't <laughs> no
1: it's never recommended it
2: is not <laughs>
3: Peloton Birthdays.
2: And finally, we have one birthday this week from none other than Leanne Hainsby. And you can wish her a happy birthday on September 28th. Well,
1: happy birthday, Leanne.
2: Happy birthday. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Chris Hansen uh, from formerly from Dateline. You remember him from his super famous infamous to catch a predator series he's still doing stuff like that he's got a new location we're going to talk to him about that but we also just want to remind people we will be talking about the sexual abuse that goes along with catching predators or what they're attempting to do and so we just want to give everybody a trigger warning if if you don't have the bandwidth for that you can skip this one or wait until you do we just don't want to surprise you with it so we will be talking to the chris hansen coming up after this Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of Zoom tube. I normally would have some sort of intro. I don't think we need one. It's Chris Hansen. Hey,
1: Yay.
0: how's it
2: going? This I'm is good, very exciting. Guys, how are you?
0: We're good. very
1: good. We're very excited about this Excellent. interview. Thank you so much for doing for this. Appreciate it. So you were telling me before we started recording, you actually have had your Peloton for five years.
0: I think it's at least five years. You're not a
2: pandemic come lately. Peloton.
0: No, 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 no. I was into it well before that. Probably I'm guessing 2016, 2017, I think so. Five or six years. And saying that, you know, we have a home in Michigan, an apartment here in the city. So it's in the apartment. It's a great part of my workout program. I really enjoy it. I've got my favorite instructors. And, you know, when my wife's in town, she uses it. The kids use it. And it's been a great part of my overall workout strategy.
1: Okay. So you mentioned favorite instructors. Who are your favorite instructors?
0: I like uh, Dennis Morton, Alex Toussaint, and Jen Sherman are my three favorites.
1: Yay! <laughs> so <laughs> I heard that you got quite a special shout out from Jen. Jen Sherman, is that true? I did.
0: I um, was very excited. I think it was uh, my 600 ride, maybe something like that. And and I work with a lot of people who also use the Peloton. So uh, some of them are maniacal almost (laughs) devoted. Um, I know some lawyers and some television producers. And and so they've actually gone to the mecca of Peloton to the studio in Chelsea there. I've never made it. I tried to go once. I couldn't get a spot, but I'll have to head down there one Saturday or Sunday when I'm in the city and and actually do it in person. I think that'd be fun.
1: It's a blast, I have to say. And they actually moved. They're no longer in Chelsea. Now they're in Hudson Yards. So they moved Ooh. to Hudson Yards. But, that's um, right.
0: I knew that. I knew that. I've I, seen that. Yeah.
1: I've been to both studios, the 23rd. It has a special place in my heart, though, the, the 23rd, because that's where it all started. But the new one over in Hudson Yards is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah.
2: It you might not fantastic. like it because it it'll it feel like work to you because it's so <laughs> much like a TV studio.
1: That is true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it looks that
0: way. When I ride here, it's just a beautiful setup. Very professional in terms of TV production. It's great set up.
1: It's so funny, though, for people who've been to the studio at different times, because they used to, they just have you come in. And you just walked in like it was no big deal. Right. And now they have all these production assistants and they have this big like this big voiceover before each instructor comes out. And they're like they have the instructor kind of announce the ride. And then there's all these lights going and this big music intro like you would think it's like an NFL game. It's crazy.
0: it's, It's great, though. It gets people pumped up and excited for the ride. And, you know, I think that's one of the great things about Peloton is you can choose your instructor, the style of the instructor, the music that instructor likes and it makes you know the 45 minutes or 30 minutes whatever you choose go by so fast i mean that the sunday morning jen sherman football ride which is an hour is great because of the music and because of the talk and everything else it goes by very quickly and before you know it you're you know you're finished and you can start your day So, it's a, especially in the winter you know when you don't want to go for a run or a walk anywhere it's just a great way to start the day
1: so true. Yeah. And you're you've got north homes on both of your homes, too. So you're battling bad weather. Either. No
0: sunshine in February for me. Was like, <laughs> unless we go get on a plane and find it, you know,
2: maybe Peloton will come out with a tanning bed.
1: There you go. Yeah,
0: don't be, be weird, weird.
2: for the instructor to talk to you during that. Though, that yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> Tan harder. So has fitness always been a part of your life or did you kind of come to Peloton as uninitiated sort?
0: Well, you know, I've always been athletic, you know, I played tennis and, you know, been a runner most of my life. But I think you get to a point where, you know, you get to a certain age and you realize, okay, I've got to plot this out. I don't want to have bad knees. I don't want to have hip issues if I can avoid it. And the Peloton is a great low-impact exercise. I still run and I enjoy it. I don't do it the way I used to do it because it's a lot of pounding on the body. And I think cumulatively, I mean, you always see these, you know, 82 year olds who do the marathon for the first time. And God bless them. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> that's not my workout. That's right. not my jam. <laughs> so, you know, between the Peloton the steps you get every day, just existing in New York City and the trainer, I go down to Robert Brace Studios in Soho, which is a whole mind, body fitness program. It really gives me, especially for somebody my age, a full, you know, thoughtful, physical and mental workout. So it, I found, and it took me, you know, a minute to, to reach the right balance, but I found, you know, what I need to be at the level of fitness, I need to be happy to, you know, be uh, able to do a, what is still pretty much a physically
2: demanding job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. got
2: back from New York literally yesterday.
1: Yeah. And we just-
2: uh, <laughs> oh, there was lots of walking. You are not wrong. I Somehow yeah. I still managed to gain seven pounds. But, um, <laughs> That's the gastronomic effect of uh, New York City. You got to so
0: at the apartment. I rarely go out to dinner. You know, I usually cook in and have lunch out or whatever. But when my wife's in town, when we're both here at the apartment, you know, we go out every night, and cumulatively, you can you can start. You know, inching up on the scale there, if you're not careful, there's such great food and so much of it. Yeah. And
1: literally anything you can think of. We live in the Midwest, you know, we live
0: four blocks of this apartment in Midtown Manhattan. Yes. Steaks, Italian, French pizza, sushi. I mean, literally everything is within a 10 minute walk of wherever you are in the city, because the same set of restaurants is in the village or in Soho or in you know, the Upper East Side or Upper West Side. You know, I always used to, when I first moved to the city, I used to think, wow, there are 20,000 restaurants and bars in Manhattan. I think that's the correct number. And you would have to work really hard to get into every one of them. And there's something fun and interesting in each and every one of those establishments. And so, like, you know, it's like Disney world for It It is.
2: Movie. Well, first off, Disney World is Disney World for grownups. So I don't don't like you casting aspersions like that. He's a little bit
1: of a Disney fan. (laughs) Uh, So I was curious, though, when you mentioned the place that you do your training and you said it's like the whole mind body fitness. I'm kind of curious what the mind aspect is of that. Like, do you mean things like meditations and stuff like that? Or do they do something different?
0: They do meditations and I'm not, I don't want to pretend that I know all about meditation because I don't, I've done it a few times, but it's more of a thoughtful approach, you know, one-on-one training. So Robert Brace is a former ballet performer of quite some note and came to this country from Britain years ago and from London and was a pastor in Harlem. And then he developed this program for physical fitness. And he, he does a lot of, you know, on-air and, you know, television personalities and authors and things. So he's got this very interesting crowd of people there. The energy sort of just feeds off of each other. There are other clients there who do engage more in the meditative part of it. You know, I mostly focus on the physical nature of it. But within that, because of who the instructors are, Robert being at the top of the list, you do get that immersive effect of, you know, sort of a pastoral approach to to fitness and it's thoughtful and it's tailored for every client there so what I do may not be what you know somebody who's 35 would do but it works for me so You know, to me, you know, if I'm not traveling and and I'll do a remote class or, you know, and the great thing about Peloton, in addition to that, is that most of the hotels where I try to stay, at least when I'm traveling for stories, you know, they have a Peloton. So you you just log right into your account and, and off you go. So in the worst case scenario, you know, you get 30 minutes on the Peloton, which is a great day, Yeah. you know, to me, especially dealing with the kinds of stories I do, the kinds of investigative crime related things. it's good to clear the head in the morning and start the day fresh. And to me, anyway, there's nothing that does that better than physical fitness and having a routine and getting on the subway, going down there, getting your coffee out of the way. You have to time everything just right. And you walk in and, you know, you may not be all into it every single morning, but you feel pretty darn good when you finish. It's just like the Peloton bike. You get off and you feel great. Okay, I did that. Now let's get on with the day.
1: Yes. I love that. And Tom and I talk about all the time that those workouts that you don't feel like doing are the ones that are the most important. So those days, oh, you days. Have
0: to, yeah, <laughs> because you got to push yourself because you know, you're going to sit on the couch all day or right. gotta get some gelato at the corner. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. all good if, as long as you do the Peloton or the workout along with it.
2: Yeah. The ones where it comes easy are easy. It's the hard ones that even if at the end of the day, they didn't burn as many calories or whatever your goal is, They're still like those are the ones that are connecting the dots between the good ones. So you see,
0: I follow obituaries. I think they're interesting. They're a historical keeping of people's interesting lives, especially in The New York Times and Washington Post and some of the other papers I follow. But it's remarkable how active people are living well into their 70s and 80s now. And I think the key to it is to keep moving. You know, there's always the bad luck as with Jimmy Buffett, who sadly had a rare form of, you know, cancer that took him or, you know, any of the other folks recently over the weekend who passed away far too young. But, you know, routinely, I mean, look at Jagger turned 80. He's not slowing down,
1: you know, and so yeah.
2: many other people that I see. Dick Van Dyke. Well, yeah, I was, what is he, 100? I think he's 97. Getting
1: turned up there. The
2: yeah. Bob Barker. He seemed um, to be yeah. very fit. He was 99, got as close to 100 as you could without going over. <laughs> and You don't have to be a marathon runner to do it. I think you just have to keep moving.
0: And if in the process of your physical fitness workout regimen, that it ignites your mind to go do what you do. I think that's the key to it. I mean, anybody can get a bad break and a bad genetic sure. turn and have, you know, horrible disease. And You can't control that. But to the extent that you can control the quality of your life, barring anything unforeseen, you have to do it.
2: I mean, it's just a better way of living. Well, and you had mentioned about clearing your head because of what you do. And, you know, a journalist by their very nature is typically reporting bad news, right? That's typically what that's 80% of news. But what you've kind of ended up focusing on is, I think, exceptionally dark. Even for the world of journalists. So, like, how do you contend with stuff like that? That's a lot of grossness.
0: Well, it's also, it arouses my curiosity as to what makes these guys tick. So, sure. if it's a predator investigation where we're doing a sting, as we do virtually every month in a different part of the country, you know, you're getting into the mind of a predator. You're trying to understand why they do what they do, and you're creating awareness and a dialogue that perhaps didn't exist before. One of the things that I've come to learn over 40 years of being a journalist is you can't prevent crime from happening all the time. You right. can't every criminal opt for life. And so it comes down to educating our children in the case of these predators online and everyone in society in terms of the other kinds of crimes we cover to understand the way these guys' minds work. And the better you can understand the mind of a predator and hear the voice of a victim the better chances are that you prevent another person from becoming a victim. And again, people can tune in and tune out based upon their interest in the subject matter. But I think overall, you know, we put so much information out there that people are going to be smarter and be able to protect themselves better. I mean, I get that, especially in the case of the predator franchise, some people are watching it because it's this collision of, you know, good and evil. These stories are as old as the Bible. It's watching the commission of a felony in real time. And there are undeniably darkly humorous moments. Right? And you have to tip your hat to that. It's why it's become such a social media obsession. We're into our third generation of followers and the people who listen to my podcast and watch True Blue are very loyal viewers and listeners. And so they are caught up in this concept. I mean, we've got just the predator material alone has some 5 billion views on YouTube and other social media platforms. Wow. So, you know, there's a great interest in it's become a iconic thing in social media world. And so, you know, you use that for goodness. It creates a lot of access for me to cover virtually any kind of story I want. It also allows people to reach out to me with their story ideas, some of which we actually turn into documentaries and series. So, it's this very close relationship with the audience because I stick my neck out there. Yeah, so I expose myself to tell this story and put myself in a situation that, you know, not every journalist puts themselves in. And I think people respect that. And I think people appreciate the fact that I do it so they can see this, you know, material that they really can't see anywhere else.
2: So after years of having done this, is there any sort of like through line or commonality that you see popping up among, I was going to say people, but it's men. Have you ever caught a woman?
0: (laughs) Not in one of our stings. And the psychiatrist will tell you that it's because when it comes to the cases of female predators, you're more likely to see the teacher-student scenario. A female predator doesn't get off on the anonymity. Uh, They like to know their target. we just had a case, we did a story for True Blue the other day on a 76-year-old woman who had been arrested and convicted For an illicit relationship with a boy who was 14, a student of hers. And it's crazy, but she was able to groom this child and target him because she knew him. The male predator oftentimes, and you see that too with male predators, but the male predator gets off on this quick resolution of this fantasy. You know, people say, these guys are stupid. Well, Well, no, they can't control their compulsion, their addiction to this sort of material, which only feeds because it's available on the internet. And you know, I liken it to a heroin addict. If somebody's a heroin addict and you tell them there's a 20% chance there's fentanyl in their heroin, they're going to take that chance to get their fix. If you tell a predator or somebody who's looking to meet a child online for sex, there's a 20% chance it's Chris Hansen or, you know, the sheriff's department in a certain community or the FBI, they're going to take that risk. And most of the time, they get away with it, but not every time because we'll I, I so.
1: I find it completely fascinating how many people there are out there that are predators. Like, I know that it's very naive of me to think that, like, most people are good. <laughs> but whenever you see the large numbers of people. Well, people
0: are good. But, you know, you've got a different kind of crime here in that you have multiple categories. Right? So you've got a guy who, for instance, is a stone cold predator, pedophile who'd be doing this sort of thing with or without the internet. He'd be the bad little league coach, bad Cub Scout leader and hanging out at the food court at the mall. He's going to take his shot at whatever he can. And then there are the younger guys who are perhaps forming addictions to social media platforms. And they say things online they wouldn't say in person. They're socially inept. And this is their only way to reach out. And they'll approach and groom and try to take advantage of somebody who's younger because they can't develop a relationship with somebody their own age that person if caught dangerous as they are having a horrible impact on a child should they consummate a relationship some of those guys can be rehabilitated they can be given probation and treatment in an intensive therapy setting and probably not offend and then you've got this group in the middle these guys who have a predilection towards this activity, but wouldn't be acting upon it without the access and the addictive nature and the ability to get on the Internet, you know, 24 hours a day. And they develop these compulsions and obsessions. And the next thing you know, the guy who is a cop or a doctor or a city councilman is knocking on our door trying to meet a kid. I mean, the latest thing we did a couple of weeks ago, we were up in Marquette, Michigan, the upper peninsula, in a northern paradise on the shores of Lake Superior. Gorgeous area. People go there for mountain biking and fishing and kayaking. And it's just it's a lovely area. But yet in three days, you know, we had seven men show up, oh. ranging in age from eighteen to sixty-seven to have sex with a teenage boy or girl. And so it shows you that it can happen and does happen virtually anywhere. And sometimes it's in these smaller communities where the people think there's not a chance in the world they're going to get caught and they think they can get away with it. We got guys, you know, trying to coax this girl out of the house, into the woods, you know, talking about what all they have in their pickup truck. And and like, that's going to appeal to a teenage girl. And finally, their drive is so strong that they walk into the house against what they would say earlier because they're afraid, because they know it's wrong. But this compulsion to close the deal with a child is overwhelming. And they walk in and they talk to me because it's, in some cases, a situation where they've seen the show before. Right. And right. they know that it's time to sit down and talk to Chris on the couch or in the bar stool.
2: It's, I guess it's a cathartic. Well,
0: what? in some cases it is. They want to get it out of their system. I had a guy tell me, you know, a couple of months ago that Satan made him do it. And uh, was going to get on the phone and call his wife and confess to the whole thing in front of our camera. She didn't pick up, thankfully for her, I suppose. Yeah. He was going to get off his chest right then and there.
2: It's fascinating to me, like, how oftentimes the cognitive dissonance at play with some of these men in terms of that they'll even tell the girl or what they think is a young girl that they're yeah. talking to. Oh, there are bad guys out there. But I'm not. I'm going to do the same things, but I'm not. and Because I really care about yeah, you. Yeah, and I'll protect you from them.
0: Right. And I'll be there and we'll become of age, you know, at a time. And it'll be appropriate for us to have this relationship. Yeah, I've heard it all. I'm sure. You know, they'll, they'll tell you once they're caught, oh, I wasn't going to do anything. I was going to just come over and hang with the girl. I was going to tell her she was wrong. I said, well, that's what 911 is for. You call the police. You say there's a young girl willing to have sex. Please go rescue her before something bad happens. But instead, they show up with a backpack that has condoms and lubricant and God knows what else to rape this child, essentially.
2: Yeah. Have you ever heard a story in those moments where you thought maybe this guy was telling the truth, I mean, I don't but feel I'm
0: like sure out of the hundreds and yeah. the
2: hundreds of predators
0: I've caught, I'm sure there are cases where it was this guy's first time. Right. I'm certain of, and as lucky as that may be, you know, you hope it's his last time. We had a case in Ohio a few months back. Guy shows up, convicted felon who was, had served his time for a violent assault, including uh, strangulation. He shows up to meet a teenage girl. They charge him or they put him under investigation. He's out on bail. And two weeks later, two weeks after he's caught in our investigation, they find him in a hotel room with a real 14-year-old girl who he had met online having sex and making a video of the entire sexual encounter. Now, the mom noticed the girl missing, pinged the phone. The phone came back to this motel and the police show up, knock on the door. He comes out and we have it all. The piece is on True Blue. People go to watch TrueBlue.com, T-R-U-B-L-U. They'll be able to see it. Guy's name is Corey. He comes out all on body cam, lies to the officer, says there's nobody inside. You know, they're very patient. They talk him through it. They let him in. This girl comes running out of the bathroom where she's hiding after being assaulted by this guy. You're 14. You can't give consent right. to a sexual honor. So they rescue the girl. She goes through the process. They take him in, and during the course of the investigation, they find the video on the phone. Now, he's going to lie again, just like he lied to me two weeks earlier when we caught him in a sting. I I didn't do anything. We're just resting. I was just going to take her to her dad's house. You know, the story does make sense, and the detective really did a good job at picking it apart. And there's this video. Now, what was he going to do with that video? Right. He was going to sell it as child pornography, just on top of the horrifying thing he just did to a 14 year old girl, right? It didn't matter whether she willingly got into his car or willingly had the conversation. She's 14. She can't give consent. It's rape. It's that simple. And you're damaging a child for the rest of their lives, potentially. Yeah. So here's a guy doing this, and he finally pleaded guilty. I think he's going to go away for at least four or five years, deserves to go way longer based upon his uh, you know, criminal history. But at least we got him off the street. What if that mom hadn't pinged the cell phone?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, what if something happened and the case didn't go back in front of the grand jury or he wasn't prosecuted in the sting where we got him? He's free and he's shown, based upon the second arrest, that he's capable of doing this. And what else has he done in the interim?
1: That you haven't caught.
0: I don't think these are the only two times he's been caught.
2: Oh, especially <laughs> as ready as he was to try to talk his way out of it. You got to think
0: that. If it was a gray area judgment call, he would have found his lord and savior after getting busted in our deal and getting bonded walking out of there. Yeah. So he didn't and he couldn't control himself. He's going to get back out and probably do it again.
2: So I have a question zooming out more sociologically. And I know that you're more like front lines with this sort of stuff. I've always been curious as to this sort of behavior is something that collectively as a society, we all deem to be wrong, right? Like Mm -hmm. in a vacuum, no one thinks that this sort of stuff is okay. However, whenever it seems like someone faces these accusations, whether it's a political leader or a religious leader or the guy who runs a football team, or a teacher. There's always people willing to make excuses and turn a blind eye to it. And oftentimes, it's the people who scream the loudest about putting people like this in prison. i was just wondering, like, why do you think we as animals are like that?
0: Well, I think, look, sometimes the people who scream the loudest have the most to hide. I mean, that's human nature, I think. It's deflection. It's, uh, you know, look over there because I don't want you to see what I'm doing. And not in every case. I mean, I think they're very, you know, vocal people who are trying to educate the world so children don't become victims or predators. And I think there's a lot of great work being done by these, you know, NGOs and nonprofits. I mean, I speak to these groups all the time. There's a ton of work and they do a lot of good. They prevent a lot of bad things from happening to children. But I mean, in terms of who these guys are, they come from all walks of life. They don't have the word predator tattooed on their forehead.
1: If only. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and it would make it a lot easier. But I just don't see it going away. I mean, imagine this. When we first did these investigations in 2004, we partnered with a, an online watchdog group called Perverted Justice, and their volunteers would pose as as children online. And that's how we did it. We didn't even work with law enforcement for the first two things. That came later. But we just had decoys posing as kids on in chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo. That was it. Maybe MySpace occasionally. And now imagine the explosion in terms of the numbers of social media platforms where adults can approach kids. And then think about what was going on during the pandemic when kids were online virtually all day, all night. And so it's there. It's not just these. We're not talking about the dark web. Kids generally don't access the dark web. We're talking about mainstream social media platforms. We've seen it happen on Instagram. We've seen it happen, you know, on a lot of different places. And the predators can take different forms. We're working on a big documentary now about this sextortion issue where criminals from West Africa or Eastern Europe get on and they pose as, as, you know, good-looking young gals and they form a conversation or a relationship with a teenage boy, 16, 17 years old, and they convince the boy to send him sexually explicit pictures. Then they blackmail them. And they so crush this young man's life that in some cases they end up committing suicide. It's horrible. And we profile a case in South Carolina, one in Ohio, one in Northern Michigan, and one in California. These Criminals essentially get away with it, with impunity, because they're far away. But in the Michigan case, actually, ironically, in Marquette, where we did the recent sting... They actually were able to work with the FBI. They arrested the criminals in Nigeria and actually extradited them back to Michigan, the United States, to face trial. Which is the first time in any of these I cases I've never I heard like, of that. Yeah, it's that's always it. like, oh, it's Nigeria. What you gonna do?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: they went over there and grabbed their ass and they brought them back. <sighs> that's and, exciting. Uh, it's a very, it's an incredibly big story, and and we've been covering it from the get go. And the, but imagine being a parent of one of these kids. You know, and all the kid has to say is, you know, Dad, Mom. I, I screwed up. I sent a picture of my junk. Grandma's not going to see it. Right. Nobody's going to care. It's over in 15 minutes. But the kids at a certain age, they don't see through to the end. They don't see that this is no big deal. And it happens to the good kids who are all, all worried about their friends and their peers and what folks are going to think of them and is this going to affect me getting into college? I mean, this kid's dead because he was fearful that people would find out he made a mistake. This kid should be starting a sophomore year of college. Yeah. But instead yeah. killed kill himself out of shame because he was such a good kid. And these criminals, half a world away, should be prosecuted for murder.
1: They should. They were yeah.
0: able through technology to sneak inside a home where normally doors don't have to be locked and kill a kid, force a kid to kill himself. And it's shocking. This is the sort of that we go after because we can tell it in a way nobody else can tell it. And we form these relationships with the parents and the survivors. And so we not only do the story for True Blue, we'll do it for other platforms. And then we'll create a a special documentary to hand out free to junior highs and high schools across the country so that we can create some sense of awareness and maybe prevent another young man or young woman from doing this. Uh, mostly it affects young men. But, you know, that's the kind of impact that we're efforting through this new uh, streaming crime network.
2: And that's good because honestly, like there isn't a whole lot of like research from the medical community on things like this because, you know, I, it's got to be difficult to go look for a grant by saying, I want to help people who hurt children. Like You know, people don't hear the part about, Like, I'm going to make them not do it anymore. People are quick to go. There's no fixing them. You're weird for wanting to try. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, look, there's a lot of, as I
0: mentioned, there's a lot of good work out there uh, being done and a lot of funds being raised for it, a lot of government money being used for it. I mean, it's there. You know, it's a huge issue. For sure. Uh, if it happened to this nice family, the ideal family in Marquette, and it can happen to the son of a state legislator in South Carolina and to a loving, caring mom in San Jose. We sat in the San Jose Police Department, and in the two days we were there for the story, They had four reports of sextortion in just the time we were around. Not suicides, but sextortion. Right. It happens all the time.
1: What exactly was the catalyst that made you go from journalists to this specific type of journalism?
0: Well, I think, you know, we had always done, or I had always tried to do, even in local news, investigative stuff, or, you know, what I more accurately call, I think, enterprise reporting, where you just try to take it to the next level. And, you know, very early on, before we had the technology, you know, use hidden cameras, we did the best we could, you know, infiltrate a drug gang because we found home videos in a drug raid, the authorities were able to get those, take people inside what it was like to be a part of this drug gang in Detroit. And you see how impactful that is. And so you start to figure out ways to be more creative and enterprising in reporting, and it evolves into. You know, going overseas, and we did story at Dateline that I still look at as one of my biggest moments was you know, a team of producers and an NGO infiltrated brothels exploiting six, seven, eight-year-old kids being abused by American and Western European tourists and went in there posing as tourists and showed all this It showed the bust. And then, you know, counterfeit pharmaceuticals in China. How does that happen? You partner with one of the pharmaceutical companies in law enforcement to get access there and you know, it rolls on to all these different topics. And then you do the child predator stage. And that obviously has resonated with our viewers around the world for a lot of different reasons. And then when you realize that, then you want to go back and look at all these cases, which is what I do with the podcast Predators I've Caught. We go back, you know, for 20 years. And where are they now? What did they do? What do we know about them now that we didn't know and where are they are they lurking about are they lurking about still
2: so, have any of them gone on to be
0: law-abiding
2: citizens? yeah,
0: you know a lot of them have. Or at least uh, have not done anything we found out about. But I think a lot of guys get caught, get scared, strained. Some don't. You know, some have been in and out of trouble for years and years since getting caught. and they can't seem to live their life without violating the terms of their probation. But at least in those cases, and the sentencing is all over the board. You know, some jurisdictions it's very strict sentencing guidelines, and some it's it's looser. But at least people are aware that this happened, and many of these guys at least have to register as a sex offender. And now we know. You know, where that human is, and that human's got to check in, and, and it provides some sense of security that at least they're on somebody's radar.
1: I have a question. Do you ever set up one of these stings and it's just a slow night, nothing happens? Does that sure. ever really? Because yeah. it...
2: <laughs> well, that brings us comfort.
1: It does, it's good it does.
0: We also hear in the chat, is this a Chris Hansen thing or is it a so and so thing? And the decoy says, Who's that? And usually they come anyway. you think that'd be a deterrent? But yeah, I mean. We have, you know, we do these things for, you know, a number of days in a row. And, you know, sometimes five guys will show up in one night and sometimes none show up. There's a rhythm to each one of them. And so there's no formula. And I suppose, you know, I joke with Sean Reck, who's my partner at uh, True Blue. I said, you know, if nobody shows up anymore, we can just go to Italy
2: and do cooking shows. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We're going to wrap up a a good television career. (laughs) Yeah,
2: they're handing those out like candy. So (laughs) Do you remember the first time someone sat down and recognized you in a catch-to-predator type yeah, situation?
0: I mean, it wasn't too far into it. I think it was almost positive it was in our third investigation, which was in Riverside, California. And two things were striking out of that well, first of all, 51 guys showed up in three days, which was just shocking to yeah. me. Whoa. But we had, for the first time, a guy who drove by the house, saw police activity, which was the arrest of a previous visitor. And the decoy said, oh, there's neighbors that got busted in a drug thing. Came back and walked in the house, got busted. And then that was the first time somebody said, oh, I've seen the story. I know what this is about. I've
2: seen the show. I'm like, well, why are you here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's then why
0: did you show up? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so, on a lighter note, I just have to know did Mike's Hard Lemonade do something to upset you? Like, why well, was it well, always Mike's Hard Lemonade?
0: But, uh, a funny story a friend of mine at the time worked for uh, one of the big companies that had the competitor to Mike's Hard Lemonade. And he joked one time in a board meeting with corporate officials that because he was college buddies with Chris Hansen that used Mike's hard lemonade and not syrup. <laughs> we actually got a letter from the lawyers and it, nobody set out to use Mike's hard lemonade. It just sort of was one of those things that I always
2: it was, took it know, as you wanted something hyper specific for them to bring. Well,
0: yeah, we do that. We do it. You know, we might ask for a certain kind of, you know, soft drink or soda pop or something, because if you ask whether it's a dessert or a fast food or, Milkshake, we used in one of those things, you know, it shows intent. The guy says, Well, I wasn't coming over there, or what you know, it was a mistake, and the wrong address, or I was going to cut the lawn, or whatever. Well, you had this conversation, you said you're going to bring condoms, you said you're going to bring a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and you brought French fries, whatever it is, a pizza, you know, for Planet Pizza. But I think we got a letter once from the lawyers at Mike's Hard Lemonade, and we just told the decoys, Don't be specific, but (laughs) we we didn't set out to use it, it just I don't know whether. It got brought up by a decoy first or whether it was offered by a predator. I don't I honestly remember how it started, but it did become a thing. My
2: <laughs> well, it sounds like the sort of thing that an underage person... Well, when I was a kid, it was Boone's Farm.
0: You know, it was, right. every generation had their own entry-level alcohol that right. was, tastes good. So young people would try it, you know. Yeah, peppermint schnapps. Right. Breaking right, with doers on the rocks and something softer.
2: So I guess before we let you go, we should bring it back around Peloton and just ask, do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton?
0: Well, I think, look, Peloton, like, you know, my training at Robert Brace Studio, you know, it is a lifestyle. And I think whether it's the bike or whether it's the treadmill or whether it's, uh, you know, the rowing machine, I think it's all part of a mind, body, awareness, exercise routine that is very helpful. It's something that can be done in the comfort of your own home. It's something that can be done in a gym, in a hotel if you're a guy or woman who travels. So I think it's great because there's a community involved with it. I think there's a true identity with a lot of the instructors instructors, whether you know them in real life or not, you know, you do develop this relationship with them. And I think that's important. Just like I develop a relationship with my audience, the Peloton instructors do the same thing with their audience, which includes me. So I appreciate, you know, what goes into it and the effort that the instructors take to create an experience for, you know, their followers and the people who take their classes. And, And a lot goes into it. It's not just, you know, showing up at a spin class and, you know, whatever. It's great exercise, whatever you do. Don't get me wrong, but the Peloton routine has a special cachet also, and, and I appreciate it. I think a lot of other people do, too.
1: Heck, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Are you
2: comfortable sharing your leaderboard name?
0: I am TCAP with Chris Hansen, or TCAP with CH, I believe. So, To Catch a Predator, the acronym with CH, I believe, is that's what
2: I am, yeah.
1: That's awesome! Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yes,
2: and well, Chris, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find your current work. That you're still out there doing this, and it's still very gettable for people.
0: So all of our documentaries and the new predator investigations, which we call Takedown with Chris Hansen, are on my new streaming crime network, True Blue. That's T R U B L U. Watch Blue dot com for details. You can sign up. It's like Netflix for crime. And the podcast is Predators I've Caught. That's available on all. Platforms anywhere you want to get a podcast. And We're busy doing a lot of work and it's a very exciting time. Well, well we
1: will be following along. We love the true crime. We love the yes. work that you're doing. And uh, mm-hmm. we really appreciate uh, all that you've done for so many years now. Yeah, so thank and we you.
2: mean this in the nicest possible way. We hope you are out of a job. Way. Yes. <laughs> Well,
0: I'll be down at CrimeCon in uh, Orlando at the end of the month, and I don't suspect uh, we'll be out of work anytime
2: soon, but I understand. I'm with you. So just real quick, what else is at CrimeCon? That sounds... CrimeCon
0: is a very interesting gathering of people who do what I do, people who are in law enforcement, fans of genre, and it's grown into a major event. It happens to be in Orlando this year. It's September 22nd, 23rd, 24th, something like that. It's If you go to CrimeCon.com, you can get all the details, but it's a great event. I'll be presenting with Sheriff Chris Swanson, who has the ghost team in Genesee County, Michigan, who does a lot of predator uh, investigations, very proactive uh, sheriff's department. But a lot of other people would present too. I mean, everybody from, you know, the Dateline folks to people who are involved in uh, forensic crime investigation Nancy Grace is usually there Dan Abrams is usually there people from you know ABC who covered the, the the case in South Carolina you know the lawyer who was accused in Bernard case and so all the topical stories will be there and a lot of the inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else so it's, it's quite an event it's I've been going for uh, 3 or 4 years now and I get invited back every year so uh, it's good to be with people who you know really care about the genre and folks
2: really do when they go to CrimeCon. awesome wow that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been fun. Is that weird to say? But yeah. well, it's <laughs> weird at all. So. Uh, and
1: fascinating. Yeah, it's
2: definitely been fascinating. Yes. <laughs> and an right,
1: we were so excited to do this. And
2: Thank you for having us. me. I appreciate it. I'm glad it worked out.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you.
2: So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can we find
1: you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. Uh, I am also on all the socials and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The ClipOut. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel or our Patreon at Patreon.com slash The Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling.
1: And running. And rowing.